in Dallas. This is our Wisdom Seekers class. Uh, the message I'm going to speak about today is restore. I've spoken about this before, but the Lord has really done a lot um, in this last year and a half, two years. And uh, so the Lord kept speaking to me about this, and I kept trying to search out other things. And I'm like, well, no, I've already spoken on that. And every which way I went, it's like I couldn't get a release. So I uh, came back to this, and I just, um, uh, I've got several scriptures on my page on Restore. And then I have some other ones that I'm going to read as well. Uh, so I'm going to start with Psalm 80. Uh, Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherub, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your mighty, your might, and come and save us. <clears throat> And then verse 3 is, Restore us, O Lord. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. <clears throat> and there's several within this chapter that repeat that. So, uh, how long, O Lord, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have led them with the bread of tears. You have made them drunk, drink tears by the uh, bowful. You have made us an object for derision to our neighbors, and our enemies mock us. And then, then again it repeats in 7. Restore us, O Lord. Make your face shine upon us that you may save us. You you transplant a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with this with this shade the mighty cedars and the branches its branches reached as far as the sea it shoots as far as the river why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its grapes boars from the forest uh, ravage <clears throat> and the insects of the field feed on it. Return to us, O God. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over the vine. The root of your right hand has planted. The sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down. It is burned like fire at the rebuke. Your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at the right hand. The Son of Man 
you have raised up for yourself, then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will carry on your name. Restore us, O Lord, God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be restored. And this is, you know, Israel crying out to God for restoration. Uh, they had turned a- away. And so they had come to the realization, you know, that they, they needed God. And so they're crying out to him. Uh, Exodus thirty three fifteen. If your presence does not go with us, most wide, do not lead us up from here. Number 625, may the Lord cause your face to shine upon you and give you and, and be gracious to you. Psalms 4, 6, many ask who, sh- who can show us, uh, who can show us the good? Shine the light on our face, O Lord. Psalm 67, 1, may go- the God of who is gracious to us, bless us, and cause his face to shine on us. Restore us, O Lord, and cause your face to shine on us that we may be saved. These are all just prayers seeking, you know, for God to restore. You know, and there's been a very long journey that I have walked and I've watched as the Lord has restored. You know, he's restored my family. He's restored my children. Um, and he's poured his graciousness out on our family. And I'm grateful. And the Lord just kept speaking to me about a season of, of just restoration. Sing, O Lord... Uh, Sing, sing joy to God, our strength. Shout aloud to God of Jacob. Begin the music. Strike the timbrel. Play the harp. So those are just rejoicing. Those are weapons of worship, of war. In Psalms 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearneth, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near the altar. Lord Almighty, my King, my God, blessed are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those who strengthen. Our strength is in you, whose heart is set on the pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. They make it a place of spring. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. 
Look at your shield, O God. Look at your favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell one day in the land of the wicked. For the Lord God is the sun and the shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly, who walk blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one we trust in. You, Lord, shower favor on your land. You restore the fortune of Jacob. You forgive the iniquity of your people and covered all our sins. You set aside all your wrath and turn your fierce anger. Restore us again, God our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people who rejoice in you show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation? I will listen to you. I will listen to you, God. I will listen to your promises. You promise peace to his people, his faithful servant. But let them not turn to, to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in the land. Love is love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness spring forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and your land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before you and prepares the way for your steps. Hear me, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servants who trust in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord. For I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord. For I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who love you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry. Mercy. When I am distressed, I call on you because you answer me. Among the good, there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare to yours. All the nations you have made will come to worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to you, to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone, O God 
Teach me your ways, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me the undivided heart that I may hear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify you forever. For great is your love toward me. You are, you have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of death. Arrogant fools are attacking me, O Lord. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious. God, slow to anger and abound in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show me your strength and on in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as you as my mother did. Give me a sign of the of the goodness that your enemy may see and it be put to shame. And the Lord God hath helped me and comforted me. Those are a whole lot of words. <laughs> but those are those are the words of the cry of my heart. You you're faithful, Lord. You turn and you shine your face upon me, upon my family, upon my life. Psalms 51:10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Luke 1:16 And many of the children of Israel shall turn to the Lord their God. Isaiah 30:15 for, for thus saith the Lord God, the one of Israel, in returning and rest shall be you shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall your strength be. Isaiah 64, 5. Rejoice. Remember your thy ways. Wash thine heart from wickedness, and thou mayest be saved. Psalms is my, my favorite book. <laughs> I read it often because it just it speaks of just the journey of life. You know, our battles, our struggles, uh, the negative talk we have, the struggles we have, the doubt we have, but yet the brokenness that we have because we know that the Lord is our strength and he's our source. And... Um, you know, the Lord just kept speaking to me of restore. And, you know, he's faithful. He will never leave us. And uh, a very good friend of mine told me a few years ago, named Stacy, uh, <laughs> some things that I was going through and, you know, some choices I had made and some, you know, anger I had and some doubts I had and, you know, and she just told me, she said, don't you think the Lord already knew you were going to go through that, that you were going to make that choice? It didn't surprise him. And, uh, you know, he's faithful. And, you know, 
this is meant to be encouraging, <laughs> you know, that we all walk through things and we don't all know what we're, each of us are walking through. Sometimes we share, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just weep alone. Sometimes we uh, travail alone. Uh, but it doesn't matter what it is that we're going through. God is there and he knows. And he's right there to hear our cry and to comfort our heart and to lift us up out of, you know, the darkness or the doubt or the fear or the disappointment or, you know, whether it be a job or a person or a situation, you know, God is right there to show us. And so I, I love to read Psalms because it always speaks to me of kind of that journey, you know, that we all walk through in life and that, you know, it just is a refreshing to know that you know, we can cry out to the Lord and he hears us and, you know, he can fill us with his joy and give us the confidence that we need to, like, take that next step or to raise our head. Because sometimes we can't, you know, the, the, the battle so, so strong, you know. And so that's what he spoke to me about is just restore, you know. And I put a, quite a few scriptures on this page for you to read over and to review um, it's like you know hear me Lord and answer me for I am poor and needy you know sometimes we're, we're weak and we can't we can't see the next you know the next horizon and so I just encourage you to read the books book of Psalms if you if it's not a book that you read often you know that he is faithful and that, you know, his glory will shine upon us. I mean, Israel had, you know, made some very wrong choices, and God let them have their choices. And then they turned back to him, and he lifted them up, and he restored them. And, you know, you think about Joseph, you know, he was a slave in Egypt, and, you know, all that. I mean, Joseph's life was unbelievable it's like did he ever really get a break it's like as soon as something good happened something bad would happen something good would happen something bad was happen would happen but in the end even though he was thrown in the pit and sold into slavery by his brothers and you know put into the kingdom and you know then a few accused of you know something he didn't do and thrown back into prison and then he ended up being raised up under Pharaoh and to be able to bless his family, you know, and to be able to go back and get his brother and to bring his family and then bring them back and to be able to restore them. We don't know the journey. We don't know the why. Sometimes we get stuck on the why. Sometimes we just like, you know, you shake your fist at God and like, I don't understand, you know, I I don't understand. I don't like this place that you have me in. But he always has a reason. And he doesn't always tell us. He just calls calls for us to be obedient. And obedience really is, is a struggle. Because we have to die to our choices and our wants and our desires and our wishes. And say, God, I don't understand. But I trust you and I serve you and I will obey and I will let you lead me and I will surrender because 
in the bottom of it all, we know God has our very best interests at heart. And he, we are all on a journey. We're all going through. And no matter what it is, he sees the end from the beginning. And he just expects us to be obedient. And as, we, as he takes us through things, he restores us. He gives us back our joy. He gives us back our hope. He gives us back the ability to lift our heads and to laugh and to dance again and to celebrate and because it's a season. Sometimes the seasons seem like they're very, very long, but everything in life is a season. It's a it's like a renewing because it's like walking a set of steps, you know, when you're walking these you know, you get winded and you're like, Okay, I can't make any any more steps but the more you do this the more you realize I can make it to the next step. I can make it to the next step because the Lord is right there with us. He's right there to hold our hand and to lift us up and to carry us through to the next thing. And, you know, it's when we get angry and we shake our fist at God and we say, I, I'm, I'm done. I don't want any more. You know, he's going to let us just be done. You know, he's going to let us just... You know, okay, I will just let you stay right there and, you know, you can be in your situation that you're in. But then we come to ourselves and we realize we can't do it without him. And then we repent and we turn and we say, okay, God, can we start this again? And I've done that, you know. In these 20-something uh, years, I have shaken my fist at God a few times. And I said, I don't understand. But I trust you. And that's what he calls us to, is in that season of restoration, just lean into him and to know that he's got the end from the beginning and that he never makes a mistake. He's never late. Uh, he never, he never, he'll never fail. And uh, as you walk this and you turn around and you look back, you're like, wow, God, I see where you were right there. And if I would have stayed right there and I would have been stuck right there, I wouldn't be here. And you did this for my good, even though I didn't want to let go. You know, and God has asked all of us to let go of things in this journey. You know, he's asked us to let go of a, a lot of things. And... He just said, you know, will you trust me? And we wrestle with God. I wrestle with God sometimes. And it's like, but I deserve or I want or I should have or I don't want to give that up because that means something to me. And then you get face to face with God and you're just like, it's just stuff. It doesn't matter. You know, I will let that go. I will give that up. You know, and when you do, there's a surrender in your heart and a restoration that comes because it's being submissive. And that's what God asks because he, he wants our very best. It's like raising your children. Don't run in the street. Don't touch the hot stove. You know, don't, you know, don't jump in that pool. You know, it's too deep. Whatever it is. And our kids wrestle with us because they're like, I want this. 
but we know the end from the beginning and we know this thing is going to be harmful and you have to t train and teach you know and you have to explain and you have to you know you have to guide and that's all that the Lord is doing with us in this journey that we're in is he's leading us he's guiding us he's teaching us he's calling us to the next level and so we have to be willing in those seasons to cry out to God and you know and when we get stuck we just have to continue to seek and to you know ask God and he will show us what it is that he's asked us to lay down and why and what that new thing is and the reward is always so much better it's always so much better and then I, I, I sometimes I look back and I'm like, why did I wrestle with you on this, Lord? Why did I struggle with this? If I would have just known. But he doesn't always tell us the why of it. He just says, trust me. Trust me. And there's been seasons, really, I just, I just took my life into my own hands. And I just said, I don't trust you. You know? And then he just patiently waits. And he just lets me stay in that until I'm just desperate again. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me, because I can't live in that place. Because that's a barren place, an empty place, a lonely place, because I've left his presence. I've wanted my own way. And my own way is death and destruction. And that takes me from the presence of God. And so, this is meant to be a word of encouragement that, you know, whatever season we're each in, just continue to seek and continue to ask and to continue to pursue. And God will restore you back to that place and he'll take you to that next level, into that next level, into that next level. So... That is my teaching for today. I know it's not very long, but... It doesn't feel anything like you're going someplace good. No. I mean, it actually feels like, you know, oh, this is the end. You know, maybe not death in the natural, but you're so unhappy. Yeah. You know, you think, how can I ever be happy again? Yeah. How can I ever really feel like I have overcome something or... You know, whatever the emotion is that you're feeling, you don't. You really feel like it is never going to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like he lets you, you dwell in that place, because there's there's something that he's doing as far as the the changing. You know, you think about the, the processes that like a a butterfly goes through or a chick trying to get out of an egg. That must be so frustrating. I mean, packing, 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 <laughs> I mean, you just think about these situations where, you know, there's no breakthrough unless you just work, 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 work. But the work that we do is really more of ex ex continuing to surrender ourselves in the place where we're just really the lowest or the most unhappy. But the cool thing is, is that once you learn the process and you see how he brought you through and the thing, the reward at the end, and a lot of times other people don't even see what the changes or what the reward is, but you, no one can take that from you. You know what that is. You totally get it. 
And even though we've been in this process so many times, when you get back in that process, it is the same feeling. You still feel like it's never going to end. Yeah. You still feel just as dejected as you ever did the first time because there's something so low about that place. And But he absolutely brings you to a place that you could never have gotten to by yourself. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the reason is because you would never have chosen that path. You would absolutely reject that pathway. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see yuckiness, you see beauty. What are you always going to choose? Beauty. You're always going to look at things from the outward appearance. You're never going to see something for what it truly is. And that's why you have to be led of his spirit through those difficult seasons and and um, it's just a, and when you talk about Joseph you know there was a prophecy that there was going to be um, a famine <coughs> and of course Joseph had the dream and I'm sure he didn't put those two together he didn't know that's where he was going to end up he didn't know that's where he was going to be over his family and you know have the positioning that the dream pointed out I mean, everybody thought that was going to happen in Canaan. I mean, they were in the promised land already, after all. Why would they ever leave that place? Right. So there was no way for him to see or to know why all this stuff was happening. There was no way. But there was no other way for his for that dream to be fulfilled lest he had gone through the processes that he did. So that was 15 years of not knowing why the heck God had forsaken it. Why, you know, did he get thrown into the pit by his brothers. Why did God let that happen? And how come they didn't pay for that? You know what I mean? You just, you're looking for all those natural, you want, you want things to happen in the natural that satisfies your sense of justice or your whatever. But it's just a funny thing. I mean, that, the process of restoration is not an easy process because it can only happen his way. And I, I love the examples you gave about a parent because you know we can look at those things in the natural <coughs> and say, you know, don't cross the street. We see the car coming. Mm -hmm. The stupid kid doesn't see the car coming. <laughs> you know, but we're trying to save that kid's life. Well, listen, when you're going down the path, God sees the car coming yeah and he's saying don't go that way mm -hmm. but we're obstinate and we you know like you said you take your life in your own hand and I'm telling you I think he's saved our lives a million times from our own bad decisions when the car should just run us down flat but that's why he's, that is that is why we were given the directives we are it's to save our freaking lives mm -hmm. he's trying to save us so I just you know, you've come through 25 years of this, and and it's still hard, but there's, there's, such, there's such an understanding of an intimacy that is developed in all of that that is priceless. It cannot be won any other way. I don't know. It's just that I love, I mean, I, I love um, your verses and... I love the theme of restoration today, but anyway, just wanted to add some commentary to you. Anybody else? We could probably all speak eloquent on this topic as we <laughs> 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 so. I, I, 
I think about Jacob, and I think about his limp, <laughs> and I think about my limp, and, and I really come to love that because you know you think about his journey, and he's on this path. God's trying to align him because he's got the promise on him, but he's facing his brother who he screwed, and and knowing that his brother it wants to kill him and he comes to this place and and he wrestles with God and subsequently ends up with this lamp but but I love I love that in the midst of the wrestling he says I won't quit until you bless me and that's the heart of God and and subsequently God did bless him changed his name into his purpose and he went and met his brother and everything was okay it's just like you said it's like but we don't know god knows the end from the beginning we don't know that but we all wrestle and so i've learned just to to stay in that well not necessarily stay in that place but know that of course surrender is always the answer but it's it's our it's our human nature to wrestle and and god knows that the other part of that too is timing i mean the, the, the famine had been prophesied. That was happening in God's timetable. So Joseph, Joseph didn't know what that timetable was. Just like you don't know what your timetable is for something that God is preparing you for. You don't understand Never that timetable. Never what I think. No. We don't understand that <laughs> timetable at all. We've been doing this for 25 years. And folks, we're in the timetable of God. And nothing is going to happen before the time. We're going to, you know, sit in this pot and stew in it. And do how and be made however God wants us to be made to prepare us for whatever. And of course, you can say that all the way along, all the, all along the way. For 25 years, we've had all these promise, the fulfillment, promise, the fulfillment. We've been in these seasons, but something is still being worked in us for kind of like a debut, like with Joseph. I mean, there was an end point yeah. for him as far as the point of fulfillment, and. Um, but you can't, you're not going to change the timing. You're going to change the timing. And that's the, <coughs> the whole patient waiting. Mm-hmm. And, sur- and you know, the surrender is to the timing as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, for me in this last season of time, um, on the other side I just say thank you Lord that you never give up oh he's never going to give up that you just continue to be faithful and in that um, there's been a couple of seasons that were so very difficult I just really didn't think I was going to make it through and uh I just, I'm just so thankful to the Lord that He sees beyond me. He sees beyond my bad choices or my mindset or my doubt or my stubbornness, you know. And that, in the end, I wrestled with God. And I have a limp. You don't see it, but I have it. But I won't give up that limp for anything. 
because that is a reminder of the journey right. and the faithfulness of God. Right. And as he has turned the table and he has begun to show me his faithfulness and his restoration and his purpose and his plan, I just shout hallelujah because it's not the way I wanted it to be. It's his way. But his way is better. That's one thing I've learned about restoration and about God. He's going to restore seven times better. Yes. Because restoration is presence. Yes. When his presence is there. That's right. He will restore. Right. Because that's his heart. And it, it's, it's, it's his ways. And it, is, it will be seven times better than what we could have ever made happen or envisioned or that's the beauty of God. You know, the, the place I was in, the place I went through, and the place I am now, I never thought I would, I would have to go through that valley. I just thought I had reached the place. And I was sailing high. God had it all, and I was good, you know. But that was arrogance and pride. But see, even in the valley, in there's function and purpose. Yes. Like you, you, you referenced the Valley of Baca, and that, that was their sojourn to go to the temple to worship, which they had to do every year. And, and in that valley of weeping, he, 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 he purposed for them to call forth the springs to come forth in that dry ground. Mm-hmm. So he, if there's partnership through all of it. It's just sometimes we just get so woe is me. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I cannot go out there. Well, to yeah. me, it's always surprising when something amazing happens during that season. Something always will. And you just think, oh, my gosh. You just see it. It yep. was, you know, it, you know, and and then just because you were submitted to the process, he let you partner with him in the thing you wanted to do, or however he brought it about, because it's still always just a mystery when that happens. Right. But um, And he, will, he, he, want, he allows us to wrestle. I mean, he sent, it, it says his angel, but every commentary that you read says it was him. He comes to, to wrestle it through you, mm-hmm. with you. To completion. Yeah. For that purpose, for yeah. that reason. Yeah. The thing about restoration is <coughs> so important to me, it, it reestablishes who's in charge. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not me. There's a there's an order to things. God a, had the order all set and then messed it messed up. Messed it up. And then he allowed for salvation. And we messed that up. And he allowed for grace. And we all were talking about how we're messing that up too, mm-hmm. right? And there needs to be a restoration. Okay? So then there's a restoration. But it reestablishes who's in control of our lives. And it, it's not a sign of, we think it's a sign of weakness to not be in charge of our lives. Or it's a sign of, of uh, not having enough pride. Or it's some sort of thing where we're lacking. And we don't realize that it is the strength of man to allow God to be in charge of our lives and not ourselves. 
and it takes a lot more courage to trust. I'm sorry. It takes a lot more courage to trust. It, it, yes, and <laughs> and uh, it, it goes against our nature, which is Simple. requires the act of faith mm -hmm. because we have to trust. And um, you know, you think of the uh, the prodigal son mm -hmm. who went back home to be restored. And this headstrong, I'm going to do it my way, young man, give me mine and I will leave. First thing he says to his father is, I'll be your servant. You know, he's reestablishing who's really in charge. Yeah, the father. The father. And, you know, the symbolism there is enormous. And if we, we, we need to constantly reestablish who's in charge. It's uh, easy to say, but it's hard to do. <laughs> you know, hard. That's a Sunday morning easy statement. And, uh, well, the thing is, six days the, of the other days, it's not so easy. Right. Then it's a thousand things we're willing to give up. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, there's a few things that are like yeah. They're yeah. the real. They're the real crux of the issue, right. and those are the issues he's going for. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's a strong man. It's like Abraham. Strong man that sets out on a journey and doesn't know where he's going. He's leaving the best place on earth in, in, in man's eyes to go find some place that's better. So he heads for the desert. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. You know, <laughs> he's supposed to be the smart guy, our leader. But it's the strong man who has the trust and the courage to do that, as Stacy said. And um, it, it just, it's, it's harder <coughs> to try to do it on our own, to give someone else, to give God the leadership of our lives. Uh, and yet, God requires well, especially since he's always leading you into the desert, since he's always leading you to something that you would not choose. And that is, I, you know, now I know this is the place I want to go. Yeah. I just need to go ahead and give it up because that is not where God's going to lead me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be easier to follow him if he just took us where we want to go. Exactly. Well, there you go. That is so true. Yeah. But he's taking us where he wants us. Well, think about the, your other example about the swimming pool. You're trying to keep your kitten drowning. Right. All they see is that beautiful water. This is going to be great. You know, but it's just leading yeah. to their death. Yeah. 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 So you're just trying to stop your kid from that, you know, mm -hmm. that point of harm. Mm -hmm. What we see and what God sees are two different things. They're, you know. Anyway. Ben? Uh, I stepped in a few minutes late, so I apologize. Uh, Store, letting God lead, take you to the desert, the establishment of authority, the reestablishment of authority. But with authority comes instruction, so that the so that the underling knows what to do, <coughs> and yet God doesn't tell us what to do, or, or should I say, He doesn't let us know His plan. So how do I, as the underling? know what to do if he doesn't tell me. 
just have to continue to stay in the word and in prayer and trust him and he will walk you through that journey the thing is he is going to tell you what well, right right i mean he is going to tell you right. the steps you're going to the thing you feel is inexplicable leading leaning towards things as you seek him every day he didn't tell joseph look in 15 years after you go through all this hell you're then going to be the, the second most powerful man in the world. Because he was, the king or pharaoh gave him charge over everything. The entire kingdom was in Joseph's power. But God didn't tell him the end. He just said, look, today you're in prison. And the thing about it was, his grace was always with Joseph. So we don't know everything that God said to Joseph during those 15 years. But he did get him through the process of living out that, you know, that very difficult time. Okay, so you're not in prison. Some things you go through, they feel like you're in prison. I know I've been there. But the day, the day in and day out is the dwelling with him so that all I can say is there's a strength that happens because I spend time with him. There's a lack of fear. There's a lack of doubting. There's a lack of worrying about why I am where I am, he gives you a certain peace or grace to endure the steps and the daily grind, as it were, mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know, you're out of it. And if you're talking about big decisions, like jobs and where to go to live or whether to buy a house or not, I mean, those are just part of, you know, when you pray every day, he lets you know when you need to do something or not. My husband, for instance, 20 years ago, or however long ago it was, he was working for a company, and God gave him a dream that said, you will not be let go when Sprint was about to lay off like 3,500 people. And God gave him this dream before the layoff even was announced, okay? Well, that happened 20 years ago, but I told Scott, said, this is, you know, the next layoff happened not maybe a year later. I said, Scott, I want you to know if that dream meant that, that they would never lay you off from this company. That Dallas was completely let go except for six people. Scott was one of those six people. And then when they did finally eradicate everyone, he was transferred to a company that he still worked for Sprint, that he was you know, the contractor. So he still works for Sprint. Mm -hmm. So. Sometimes you will get something so that you have a general understanding of what, you know, and he's wanted to quit this job so many times. <laughs> he has looked around, he's thought about it, and I'm like, Scott, he didn't tell you you wouldn't be laid off from some other company. Yeah. He said you wouldn't be laid off from this company. I said, I would think twice before I would leave this place. God's told you this is where you're going to be. So that's kind of been his crucible. He's had to be refined and let go of his own desires by staying where he is because that's where God was the one to keep him and protect him. So there's a lot of different ways that God will lead you, but the only way you're going to know any of it is if you spend time with him every day. That's, that is what, I don't always know everything that's going on. I just feel okay with where I am because I've, I've spent time with him. And so... Trust me, there's not always a, a neon sign that says on the air. You, know, you don't always get the neon sign. 
you that's where the trust comes in. That's where faith and knowing that he's if when you start taking your wrong step, you're gonna start feeling it. If you're spending time with him, you're gonna feel that resistance, you're gonna feel that you're struggling and vying over something, you're gonna feel that. But again, nothing none of that really happened. And that's not true. There's so many levels of relationship with God. He doesn't abandon any Christian. Anyone who's believing in Jesus, he is trying to get them on the correct path. But you spend time with God and the way that you face life will absolutely change. It's I was a very self willed proper person. I still am unfortunately, but not as much as I was. You know, I'm not as stubborn. I am I understand how to let him take me through something that's difficult. And so it's just a it's just a process. And if you do commit some time to spend with him every day, <coughs> reading the word and in prayer, you'll be amazed at what you see happening that you knew that. Like, you might not know it ahead of time, but then something happens, you go, oh, I remember when I kind of felt that. I'm psychic. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm being silly. But You're prophetic. Yeah. I, You're I, prophetic. I feel things, but I don't I don't know until after the fact. Well, and then he, that's you because know, he's just trying to teach you. I'm trying to figure out how to wait. Yeah. Well, we're all still trying to figure out That's the part that's <laughs> killing me right now is well, we're waiting. You know, we, we've had the teaching many times, but we're... We're bottom line oriented. We want to know the results. We're results oriented. And God is about the journey. He's about getting to know you. He's about the journey. He is interested in each step, the journey, not the end result. So basically you're telling me to chill out. Chill. And let and just wait. Yeah, I mean, I can't like, find that, those words in Scripture, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's and it, and it's, very hard to, it's not an easy thing to do, but it takes faith, and He's about the walk of faith, the journey itself, and we're oriented differently, and that's because of our nature, our stubbornness, our everything we are as people. We want you to turn to Him. And He, yes, He wants every step. To be uh, a partnership, a partnership or relationship with us in the, as a journey, and uh, it, it is hard for us to accept, but we need to accept it. And when you do accept it, tell me how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. You do accept it. You just did silly. Because the thing that happens when you do accept it, there is the pressure is really taken off you when you no longer have unrealistic expectation. You don't have the, it's not that you don't carry the burden still for whatever it is that's coming, but you don't, you don't, like the pressure steamer, you kind of let some of the steam out so that you can rest where you are. And so that, you know, be, and like I said, when you pray, some of the things that happen in us spiritually are just because we were there in His presence, and He is the one that actually takes care of all those little things going in us. We, our soul is, oop, and you know, always wanting to buy, always wanting to do, take care of it, you know, take it in our own hands. We were strong enough, and He does have. He's given us all the strength. He's given us the brains. He's given us, you know, the the um, wherewithal to take care of a lot of things. So giving all those things up. 
so that he can take care of it is really the crux of the situation. Um, but so seriously, whenever I pray in tongues, that is when things change for me on a daily basis so that my mind and my soul are not competing with the moment. And <coughs> it's something he does. So yes, you have to wait. But if you invest your time in getting to know him, like he said, in the journey and spending time with him, then those things are released within you so that it doesn't really seem as hard to wait. It doesn't really seem as hard to let go. It doesn't seem as hard to overcome all the things that we struggle with. You know, there is something spiritually that he gives to us during the times that we're we're just praying. I mean, you're just giving your time. And you're communing with Him. You're thinking about Him. But praying in the Spirit just... I can tell, All I can say is, I did this for 25 years, and I just not... I mean, I knew it, but I couldn't really prove it. And so my mom, who started coming here two years ago, and, you know, she... You know, she did not have the same understanding because she was not praying in the spirit every day and I'm telling you within just a few months of her spending 30 minutes a day is what she started with praying in the spirit the next time I saw her she all these things were coming out of her mouth that I had been trying to tell her for 20 years and God just through that prayer gave her understanding that she couldn't get just by reading the Bible or just by hearing someone preach or just there's something that God does supernatural when you pray in the Spirit. You can't explain it, but it is absolutely a game changer. And I saw it with my mother, which is why I know that that's the evidence. That was the only thing that she changed, was adding 30 minutes every morning. That's remarkable. That's a remarkable testimony. Because I saw that with my own eyes. But um, I don't know. It's not trying to lecture you, but trying to say that you know, we have been doing this for 25 years, but we were all neophytes 25 years ago. And none of us had been praying then. None of us. I, well, I can't speak for y'all. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading my Bible. And I've been in church for five years. I was just going to church. And I did love the Lord, but my understanding was zip. And nothing changed in my life until I started praying. But I thought it was because we were all praying. You know, I didn't really just give it the praying in times, the credit I think that it deserved. Because it really is what changed all of us, was praying every day. You know, man, even, <coughs> even though you feel like you're at square one, just seeing the transformation that's happened in your life in the last few months, night and day. You're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're reaching out, you're texting these scriptures, you're texting your brother and your sister, and you're like, what does this mean? Or, look what I read today, and it's like an eye-opener. A couple of months ago, you wouldn't have done any of that. But God is walking you on that journey, and it may be tiny baby steps, but you're on a journey, and He's right there with you. And don't be afraid to ask the questions, you know. Don't be afraid to 
read a scripture and look it up on, you know, look it up in, in the different translations of Bibles that you have now that you're laying them out and you're trying to understand. Because God is meeting you there. And he is showing you. And you have taken a giant leap in just a few months. And you're seeking, you're asking, you, you want to know. It matters to you. And God knows that. He knows your heart. He's never left you. And he's always been prophetic, just like your grandfather was always prophetic. Dad could read somebody's mail, and I didn't understand it. And when I went home to take care of him for those two years, I actually saw it. And I'm like, wow, Dad, you used to say such and such about people when we were growing up, and I just thought you just didn't like people. And he's like, I just know. And he's prophetic, and you've always been prophetic. You can look at somebody and read their mail. You can walk into a room and you know things. That is a gift. It's called the prophetic. But don't rely on that. No, 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 I know. No, I'm not, saying, you're not saying that. I'm just yeah. saying some people who are really gifted rely on the gift a lot. and Not, not the relationship. And not the source. Mm -hmm. And so now he wants to train you in your gift. Yes. He wants to train you to wait for him. To know when to speak, just because you know something doesn't mean you always say it. Right. Blah 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 blah. I mean, and then two, you you know something, but you don't act on it because you don't actually know you're being prophetic. Like you said, yeah, I think of something, and then I found out later that it was something. You know, it was true, and I think that's God probably showing you your gift. You allowing you to see that it's operational, but you know He's going to train you in it so that you learn. And Penny, she's a prophet. She can tell you probably her journey has a lot to do with learning to hear his voice, knowing when to act on it, knowing uh, just those, just the way he speaks to you, the way that he indicates to you what he wants you to do, being sensitive to that. And just know that where you are is just as important to God as where I am, even though I'm 25 years past where you are. I mean, not only that, God can raise you up yep. in five years and not take you 25 years to get to where I am. You know, his timetable is different for everybody. But where you are is just as important as where I am. I am not more important to God than you. You know what I'm saying? But God wants, he is so desirous of every one of us finding our purpose in him and adhering to that pathway and then allowing him to bring us to the point of fulfillment. He, just like, you know, her for you. Her desire for you is so strong to see you happy, you know, and fulfilled. God's thousand times more than any parent can be. That's right. But that's the way we feel about our kids, and that is the way God feels about us. He is, and I'm sure he is just very um, elated at where you are. thousand times more than even your mom. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But I do wonder, why did God, why did you save me, Lord? I am such a twerk. <laughs> Stacy's a twerk. <laughs> and, you know, I do, I, I still talk to like that. I'm like, how can you be interested in me? I am, God, what a bonehead. <laughs> and he loves even the bonehead. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, I thank everybody for 
participating and having such a good discussion. And Father, I just uh, seal these words. I just thank you for the opportunity to share what you placed on my heart. And uh, Lord, we just uh, continue to seek you and continue to trust in you and continue to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.